if you told me that you'd have wide receiver safety style bodies playing English Premier League football, you're telling me that that would be bad for the sport? The highest score says 25.49. That's, that's legitimately horrific. I think I could go down and do that right With, now. Without even warming up. Yeah. Who's training these people? I don't know. Not you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Garage Strength Podcast. And I am here with three-time co-author, world champion of the year, king of the PA press, Earl Kunkel. Hey, Dane. What's up? How are you? Great. Wonderful. I'm like a week away from full-time. A week away from full-time work at Garage Strength, and we're filming this in the morning. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Eh, I'm... A little bit anxious, a little bit. What do you think you're really excited about? When you have a job change, let's say let's say somebody's got a job change for you. Okay. Especially because you, how long did you work in your prior vocation? Uh, almost fifteen years, fourteen. I think I was fourteen years. Or near fourteen, maybe, maybe a little bit more, fifteen. In the well, I had one job, and then I went to the other place and was there, and then got another job at that place, and then another job at that place, just moving up like management admin type just of stuff hawking down the joneses yeah um <laughs> <laughs> i think what i'm most nervous about is how quick will i grasp the day-to-day the other stuff doesn't worry me but it's like what like the essentially okay so maybe grasping the day-to-day you're saying what like, already goes on yep. from a day-to-day standpoint for this position yeah and then and having that down pat within like a week or two. And then having that implemented into your schedule. Yeah, I'm not organization doesn't is easy for me. Like once it's I know what I need to do, I can organize it and then executing is just go and do it. Yeah. And then f- once I have that, all the other stuff is what excites me, like why I want to make the change, like right. why I'm right. making the change. But <coughs> that's the only thing I'm nervous about. like That's interesting because I, th- I feel like most people would be... I mean, let me share anecdotally. Yeah. This week is like undoubtedly year after year the most stressful week of my entire year. <laughs> people come home. We've got a lot of stuff we have to do. I'm going to be gone for four to five days for Christmas to go with Caitlin's family. Uh and like every single day is just crazy. And for me, the schedule change of like, I've got to get all my normal stuff done and I have a new schedule. And that's where I feel like, I mean, maybe this is just me speaking for the population, but I feel like more people would be almost overwhelmed by the fact that there is a just total change in your schedule. Yeah. No, I'm excited about my schedule. I get a little, I get to work from home every now and then too. Yeah. Like these are things that are a plus for me. Um, when you're setting up your schedule when you're at home, what do you think you'll be doing at home? Uh, I'll be done earlier because I'll start earlier. Yeah. I won't. I'll. There's So when I'm in, I lose time with the commutes. Yeah. So right there, automatically, I'm gaining two like two, two hours, hours a day. at least. Like Six it, hours a week. The, yeah. The, the commute in is faster than the commute back because the traffic's not as bad because it's earlier. Um, so that's the one thing. Like I know like... I'll just be able to like start and just be like, all right, log it up. And then you have the task you have to do. Once the tasks are done, then you have room to like sort of, I, 
ideate yeah and think of things like well how can i make this better what else could be done here too um and usually like for me that means like i go for a walk and start thinking about stuff like it just i'll go walk around do the you block. think you'll do like uh when you're at home do you think you'll do more of the automated like every week stuff like setting that up when you're at home and then when you're here it'll be more like applied well i was thinking um when i'm here i know it's going to be more of the meetings so it's going to be more like strategy type of stuff that will end up happening i would probably i use a like i don't do you use like an outlook calendar like my other yeah. job i use an outlook calendar it will probably be a google, a google calendar, calendar here yeah. and i block out times and i try to get ahead i race the calendar yeah when i'm at and sometimes like you know i try to get as many tasks that are repeat every week so it's like it repeats this week at this time right and i and then it becomes automated that way and then i try to and i see the spots where it's like all right there's room to fill stuff in here and i i literally i race my calendar i try to get what like as soon as i get one thing done it's like oh, i just made a half an hour up yeah let me see if i can do that yeah again. let's start doing this other one now too um and I try to, like initially it'd be, I will start at minimal volume, like what needs to be achieved. And then eventually I'll try to say like, all right, well, what can I do more? Do you have a morning routine or no? Um, yeah, I have to brush my teeth first thing. <laughs> like it's the first thing I have to do in the yeah. morning. Like I don't necessarily have to shower, but I have to brush my teeth. They're, yeah. Like I feel grimy if I don't. Um, I usually start, I'll take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> that's when i do my duolingo so i, I read I, I i have a book i refuse to look at my phone while i poop okay i, I won't do it so i have a book there Would you say that that's like a, a good morning ritual that we should we should promote what pooping <laughs> yeah no, no no reading your phone uh i don't know different strokes for different folks <laughs> like some people may be more like i don't e-read like yeah, other yeah. than what's on social media yeah, like, i don't I, do I know it you, so we've sort of talked about this whereas i i do yeah the, i do that quite a bit so it's just it's i don't want to say it um i like storytelling there's no different there's difference but there's no difference between a story in a book a story on a film a story on a tv show a story in a comic it's just the medium that's giving yeah, you the story yeah. so i prefer my medium to be tactile with a turning of a page yeah like that's all it is like i could listen on audible if i wanted to it's right. just the medium it's done through like okay i like to read books in the hand so right now i'm reading um stanford design school yeah um it's what's it called uh creative acts for curious people and it's basically like exercises in design so it it's it's easy to read like and i can read like two pages and i'll be done like a section of it because it's just here's an exercise to work like for creativity. And Let me curiosity. ask you this question: Is oh we're going to be talking about tests then too? Since anyone who's listening okay. and like they want all the athlete stuff, we're going to be talking about optimal tests for how athletes. And this work. actually might might factor into this a little bit because we're doing brain testing right now. Well, for me personally, like I was always the person who I would be in a lecture, like a lecture hall, mm -hmm. and. Dude, my like I remember in college, and ironically, we were talking about yeah, liberal, liberal arts, arts degrees yeah, prior. So I'd be in a religious studies class. Dude, I could sit there, and I could hear a dude talk for three hours, and not bat an eye. And if I was writing what they were saying, and I'm just like, okay, they're saying blah blah blah, and I'm like going through the story of how they're laying it out verbally, 
my memory related to auditory command and auditory yeah. discussion is so good. Whereas when I read things, I've always found like I, I dude, I like reading books. I love reading books. Yeah. But I've always found I'll drift after like eight to ten pages and I've got to like reset. But for some reason, like auditory works better for so, me. So I may have told you this. And I, I think athletes said it on this. Athletes are like that a lot. Yeah. Like, different. I can Obviously. I have a good recall. But um if I want to recall an event well, I can remember the doodle I did. Okay. And I will think about the drawing. Yeah. That I did while people were doing whatever. And then I can start like I need that link though. I need to hyperlink myself to an image right. to be able to do it. Um which is good. Yeah. So and I know this about myself. So I will preface sometimes when people like meet me, I go, just so you like people I don't know, if I start doodling, I'm not like Yeah, I'm just trying to I, I remember this clear as day in middle school in science class, I was doodling while the teacher was like giving notes and he came over and like scolded me, like, You can't do that. You can't yeah. like you it was micromanaged teacher who's like your notebook needs to look like this blah 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 which in one respect's good like you learn how to organize and like yeah, yeah. but in another respect like there's no creativity then with it like right. i shouldn't say no like I, I couldn't make it my own but i remember that like clear as day like i remember the experiment we were doing for two with the like potato and like putting the things in to make the battery i know the kid who was sitting right next to me i can like just from the picture of the doodle i can see can, all these yeah. people like just coming off of it I guess it's it's interesting because it's like if I you know I was talking to Haley she was just doing no feed cleans and she she's like my second rep every rep I feel like it's just a little soft it's a little forward and I was like well you're like getting past the knee on the second one and it's and you're not like boom like it's not like boom and I know this sounds weird but like sometimes Haley just needs to hear that she just needs to be like like or she maybe sometimes she needs to see it but there's often times some athletes if they see me do something or they see somebody do it they they get it and then there's sometimes with athletes where they need to hear how it would how it would happen and they get it and then there's some athletes that they literally need to feel it with like a drill and then they get it and i yeah. think that that's like the interesting part of learning and the mirror neurons are pretty sharp in that right Haley, right yeah yeah well it's just well like, i guess you saying she was uh, more auditory with yeah it. but it's still like it's it's like this learning how the person learns is yeah. really important super important and then two the learner knowing how they learn yeah is very important for like self growth like yeah if i know like for instance say i'm you and i know i learn best listening to stuff and like reading i will drift like you know if you have my eyes visually put on something here and they can't wonder as much like i know then i need to like sign up for more like if you were in college like i need to go sign up for lectures yeah like yeah, yeah. I, I need to go hear dynamic yeah, speakers. I yeah yeah i yeah. need to podcast are better for me than books yeah. like and you just all right this is how i'm gonna these are the mediums i'm gonna use to digest content and learn. So I, I wanted to to use this as an excuse for uh, justifying that I've gotten smarter since running marathons, since since running more. Because you had more time to listen. <laughs> yeah, and <coughs> well, that Kazoon tight Godzilla. <laughs> God bless you, <laughs> Godzilla. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. So so she just analyzed. Rhonda Patrick just analyzes paper 
dude, I don't think I said Rhonda Patrick's name and I was referring to her as she before I actually referenced her name. Did I say her no, name? No, no, you were good. Okay. I, My sneeze had me out, out of whack. She's the content creator with just the black screen behind yeah, her, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And she was talking about... She's uh, the VO2, not the VO2 yeah, yeah, VO2 max, max yeah, right? She yeah. pushes more yeah. zone three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was, so she was talking about how... Um, People, after they do aerobic training at high intensity, will score higher on uh, cognitive tests uh, because of what's happening with lactate inside the brain, but also the release of BDNF at a high degree. And What is BDNF? Brain-derived nootropic factor. Okay. And so... It's basically what gets you high, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's the way I feel at the end of yoga all the time. Yeah, it, it's probably the exact... <laughs> yes. Uh, so I no kid I literally feel like I can like you're tripping on mushrooms at the end of it if it right. goes well really well not like eight hours worth but like three minutes of like yeah so she was saying she's like if you are engaged in aerobic work or high intensity aerobic work and you're learning things at the same time it's going to be beneficial and it made me think ah. a couple of things around when I'm running is I'm always listening to books and then sometimes I'll just stop the book and think about it for like a mile or two so it slows me down with my processing and then I think further and it's like it's really cool it's a little bit harder for me to do that with lifting because I feel like I have to have a more intentional output from my yeah. body whereas for me therapeutically i think it's really good the rhythmic running and stuff to to learn lifting it. i feel has more of a social aspect to it yeah because you're other than like if you do 10 plus reps your heart at least for me my heart rate's never so high yeah where i can't engage in a conversation yeah it's true and it's just like got to do this and it's like all right someone's doing a set everyone shut up like yeah let them do all right everyone's loading the weight quick conversation Bill. yeah yeah let's go with that all right. You want to get into this testing now? Are we good on this one? Yeah, I do. I do. I like how, so everyone, just quick summary. You get smarter if you run while you do mental stuff. <laughs> if you engage in exercise while like thinking um, something dumb, I, I don't know if it's dumb, but I will calculate my, like, cause I use a lot of ergs to do my cardio stuff. Um, so I'll start calculating my, like cows per hour my stroke like and trying to figure out the what rhythm the, the oh, yeah, stroke yeah. what the cadence is and when the cow will turn yeah how many i'm getting in a minute so how and i'll do the math i'll be like in 10 minutes if i can keep this i'll hit this number yeah yeah and it's like all right if i want to get to this number how much do i have to turn it up and i'll try to start figuring out and i the rower i have the most experience it is on, fun to do that so i'm pretty good at knowing where i'm at based off the numbers and then like it helps with the bike and ski but the ski is harder because the strokes are different and the rpms on the bike are just through the roof yep. and i still haven't figured out like where i like the damper like where the damper should be yeah yeah um, but all that stuff's fun like yeah, just thinking fun. through that i wish I, I could do more um verbal stuff like more language-based stuff i do a lot of like just numbers with internal that. stuff yeah. yeah all right dane we're talking about um test determine athleticism now, I know it's a ways off, and, and that's why I'm. it's like soon to be four time, even though it's three times. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. With the book. There's yep. a lot of stuff in the book around testing, specifically around football. Uh -huh. um, and 
it's like when you have an athlete come in or you're an athlete in general, it's like, how do I know I got better? Or how do you know this person you're testing got better? Garage has benchmarks where based off like the decade plus of athletes doing things, what the top D1 prospects were doing coming out, what D2 kids were doing, D3 kids, what Olympic athletes are doing versus national qualifiers are doing versus pros are doing like there's this range of people and lifestyle too like someone who's just there i want to train because it makes me feel healthy it makes me feel good it gives me a social circle too all these things are in there and then there's benchmarks based off performance like hey if you're single leg squat and 160 for a triple you're probably like you're, you're looking you're looking like D one yeah. capability in that. Well, if you're only back squat and like one and a half body weight, hey, we got places to go if this is the yeah. goal. Like you're not there right now. Right. Um info like that is where those benchmarks come from. Yeah. But at the same time, there's things you gotta test throughout to see, hey, what was the improvement this cycle? And then you as the programmer, as the coach, can go back and revisit, well, why was that? Maybe this wasn't enough volume here. Maybe we didn't push intensity enough there. Maybe we got them to wore them out too much. Maybe we had, you know, the volume was too high in the ascension phase yeah, or yeah. something of that yep. nature. So it creates like a testing protocol, right? Um, so we're going to talk about that and then also look at a few things of how that's done at, actually at the elite, elite levels. And uh, I guess I want to... Can I just share something real oh, quick? Oh, yeah. Go right ahead, man. So Sam... Tested Which his Sam? You have Mattis. a lot. Yeah, okay. that's true. I have like nine Sams that yeah. train. Sam Mattis, Olympian from Tokyo, U.S. national champ twice in a discus, tested yesterday in his bench press and in his um, behind-the-neck jerks. Oh, boy. And big numbers for him. What was funny is that when we put, when we put these tests up on the board, okay, I had told them – what the throwers were going to be doing. And I, I thought they would think it's corny. Uh, so real quick, that would have been upper body impulse test Yep. with the behind the neck jerk. Yep. And then the bench press would have been a max strength. Yep. Like absolute strength type of yep. test, raw strength, what yep. it is. So he did, so he tested for five reps. He did 200 kilos and he only got like four and a half. But when he how fast did he do it too? His first three, he just smokes, and then like it's like all of a sudden a monkey jumps on his back, and he grinds one out, and as soon as he grinds one, he's done. Uh, now the the funny part was, it's like okay, he didn't get a true five RM, but when we tested, he only did one seventy five for five. He was a little bit out of shape, so it's like, all right, you just did two hundred for four and a half, like that's fine. <laughs> And for all the Americans who are uncivilized, that's, that's 440 pounds. Yeah, 440. Like 440 maybe 421 with yeah. all the extra ones. Yeah, yeah. So for his behind the neck jerk, he had tested at 180 for a triple. He did 210 yesterday and then hit 220 for a double, missed the <laughs> third one. And he's like, dude, that's like his PR ever is 227. Yeah, 227 is basically 500 the 500 pounds. pounds. And he did 220 for a double and he's like, I almost got the third. He when he dipped on his third one, he just like nicked the box. Uh so it was a little off on the drive forward. But it also too, if you've ever nicked a box, it it just throws Rhythm. off your psyche. Rhythm's like off. Hey, you're just like, uh oh, like yeah. it's basically like taking a like just 
pushing you on a wire type of thing. Like the interesting part was, I all, I wanted them all to track it in their spreadsheet, which they've done a good job. And Sam, I noticed, goes over to the whiteboard and he's writing on the whiteboard where because we have it squared off on the whiteboard, yeah. and he's like. I really, I really like having it up on the whiteboard because I can see what I did, and now I can see what I did here. And also, what's funny? Analog that, solutions for a digital age. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then Eric comes over. Eric snatches one seventy, right? So yeah, three, insane number. Yeah, three hundred seventy-three pounds snatch, almost a power snatch. Comes over and he's like, "What should I do for a triple? It's an easy power triple." And I was like, "I don't know, one thirty." He's like, "Well." The first time I tested, I did 140, and I only got two. I missed the third rep. So I wanted to see if I could do it as my easy triple for power now because I've gotten so much stronger. <laughs> and I was like, all right, try 140. Dude, he's just over there ripping. He's like, that makes me feel good. It's like 14 weeks in, and you can see on the board. You can feel like what that difference is. And it's like, wow, yeah, we've gotten a lot stronger. The Taman. power of a whiteboard. Yes. Just writing numbers on there. Taman. Were you giving him crap thing. about a 260 back squat today? Taman, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I was saying sort of where I was. Which is just shy of 600 pounds. Yeah. Right? So I told him I thought he could get 600 for a set of five. And then he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Then yesterday when he sent me the 260 video, I was like, dude, you got 270 in you. You have 272 in you. You could hit this. And I think now he's starting to see that. But also... When we first tested his six rep max back squat, he did 220. Now here he is at 260. Jeez. And it's like all of them, just from dialing in the testing part, are now seeing like, okay, these these are so the that, numbers that transfer. These are the numbers I want to push. This is fun. And then there's this mental reward too that creates like buy into it as well. Yeah. And just, hey, this is, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to keep it up. Yep. All right. So. We mentioned with that we have upper body impulse, yep, which you were testing with the behind the neck jerk, yep, max strength, upper body max strength, which you were testing with the bench, the bench. yep, and then there's other things I know in the system that are tested, yeah. like lower body impulse is tested, yeah, and we'll even do a we'll even do an upper body impulse with uh, explosive push ups. Oh yeah, I went and tested that. Because they had the mat out, they were all the throwers were down there. I was here the one day, and they uh -huh. were doing the push ups to see how high they were. I was yeah. like, "Can I try that?" They were yeah. like, "Yeah, go for it's it." It's fun. I it didn't get close. I didn't get as high as they did, but I don't think I did bad. Yeah, that's good. I don't think I did bad. I bet. <laughs> I will bet my push up height is higher than some people can jump. Oh, so it's probably over twenty. It was not that far. Okay, but I'm maybe some eight year olds can jump. <laughs> <laughs> Reese and Sanderson. No, no. Reese can clear a twenty-four inch hurdle now. So, so maybe a little less. <laughs> yeah, but I think when when you're looking at a vertical impulse like behind the neck jerk, absolute strength is really good for like foundational structure. Uh, horizontal impulse, which is the explosive push-ups, and then we'll do uh, vertical jump, uh, double leg bound which is showing us a little bit more horizontal work and how well how well somebody coordinates Now, with that. the football players, you do a depth drop into yeah. that. As yeah, because well. I want to see how deep they get with their drop, uh, how they coordinate their arm swing. Talk to me about the how deep they get in the drop. So typically you'll see like... 
some people, especially if they have really mobile ankles, when they do a depth drop, if you don't let's so there's let's say they're standing on a twelve inch box and they drop and then they bound. What I want to see is that if we're doing a bound standing with a counter movement versus a depth drop that is becoming the counter movement, the depth drop should create a bigger bound because you're going to have more energy off the 12-inch box. Oh, yeah. And so the big key <laughs> there is like, are they transferring that energy from a vertical to a horizontal force? And so if that is the case, especially for a thrower or a football player, then we know like... You know, if they're in if they're in a game situation, it's going to transfer well. And so, uh, I think the big thing is is like some kids early on will do a depth drop and they almost like plop down to their heels. Yeah, and it's like, dude, hit and go. Like if you're playing out, if you're playing football, and you would squat like that and then try and block you a pass, it. you're getting killed. <laughs> so and and same you know same for a couple other sports. Think about volleyball. If a volleyball is probably the perfect example of. When someone is setting you, if they're setting you, your counter movement is going to be as quick as it possibly can right. be so that you can, I mean, within reason so that you can get to where the, you know, the ball is going to be placed. Do they have, I guess you could probably do it with force plates. I don't know if where you could do boom, boom. Yeah. So you could measure like the initial the jump and the reactive jump off of it. Yeah. And so that's like part of the other thing is like all the stuff that we're doing with tests here, we're trying to make the tests suffice to the, like as easy as possible so that somebody who owns garage strength montana can implement the exact same test without being super super uh challenged financially basically the only thing that we have to buy is the vertical jump mat and we use that for the push-ups everything else is stuff we already have yeah now the couldn't you even do that with just like a piece of tape yeah, and that's where you like you just jump up or chalk. Yeah, the downfall the downfall of that is like the downfall is that you're going to be jumping into the wall. So sometimes yeah. it's different. But if you use the same test, it doesn't matter. You could hang something too. Yeah, if you wanted to get fancy, like almost like a backboard. Yeah, yeah, like a touch point. Yeah, oh, that's how they that's how they test volleyballs touch points. Oh, do they? So it's like yeah, because the approach is much more <laughs> dynamic than just like a standing vertical, which is maybe only defensive with a lateral movement into right, it. Right. So for us, it's like now when we test a 40 or if we're testing a 10 or a 20 and then we transfer that 10 or 20 projection over a 40, you can do that handheld. It's not going to be the greatest uh, breakdown. There might be some differences. In so your this testing. is what we, we would call a max velocity test. Yes. Yeah. Within garage is yeah. what it's labeled as when we're starting to talk about locomotive speed in that regard. Right. And. In addition, there's the transient speed test, which is usually done with a shuttle run. Or yeah, five ten five. Yeah, and so it's like, even if you still have a timer, like you're gonna have a pretty good idea. And if you're videoing it even further, you're gonna be able to see how well are they coming out of their cuts, uh, how well are they come out of their cut the first test versus now, you know. And then the big thing is, is like a lot of people will say this. Well, uh, use throwers for an example. Like, you get strong or more explosive or through these tests, right? You're going to get to a point where you're going to be stagnant and that's okay because at that point it's like the switch goes on like, okay, now we got to focus on in season work, like prep work for specificity. So we get to that point of like stagnation that might happen after like 18 to 20 weeks. And now it's like, all right, let's just keep chipping away at this, these tests while drastically now in 
increasing the volume of specificity with what they're doing in the circle. So when you say increase the volume of specificity, does that mean you add a practice of sport specific and take away a lifting session type of thing? Or some of the movements also start to resemble more specific Okay, patterning. so it mimics more. So I don't know, for instance, let's just say basketball. Yeah. yeah. Something just out there a little bit more. You start doing more quarter squats or something like yeah, that yeah, all yeah, of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. Like to a, box. Squat to a box. Yep. Yeah. And it's more about the speed of the movement necessarily than the weight on the bar type of thing. Yeah. Um, more with weightlifting, you know, you're pulling from the floor now instead of doing hangs yeah. and pauses. Yep. Um, and then maybe even two, cause it's getting closer. It's more from our football. Now everything's from a two box, especially yes. if you're a skill position yeah. player. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. Okay. Brains working. All right. So, just quick review. We test around lower body impulse, yep. which is basically explosiveness. Yeah. Like if you're not familiar speed with speed strength as yeah. easy as easy as you can think of speed strength, it's impulse. Yeah. Um upper body impulse, both vertical, yep. So like a jerk and horizontal, like a clap push up. Like and if you don't have the mat, maybe how high can you get onto benches or something? Like, yes. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd like, be an easy replacement. Can you get up to a thirty, like two thirty-inch boxes or something yeah. like that? Yep. Which I've seen people get to twenty-four inches. We have a video of Trevor from like when we first moved into this gym, doing up to it was like thirty-inch boxes. Yeah, that's just insane. being super twitchy. And then, two, you can get a. It's just like a box jump. If you have more mobile shoulders, and yeah, you can get a little higher. Get yeah, into positions, but whatever. Um. Raw strength, absolute strength. So basically, how much do you bench? Back how squat. much do you back squat? Yep. Maybe a front squat if you're like... Cause, front squat or single leg squat, yeah. depending on the sport. Single leg squat, a lot for, for football. Yeah. And then even position, too. Yeah. Like, uh, I would even say weight classes, too. Like, in wrestling, I think I would value a single leg squat. Yep. For This is me. For a lighter weight class. Yeah, yeah. Front and squat I, more for heavier guys. And I... Value the front squat, back squat more for the, the upper weights. One hundred percent. Just because, like, they don't lighter guys just need relative strength. Yeah, they don't. I'm not saying they don't need raw strength, but the relative strength will suffice. Will transfer um, way better. And I would even say, like, a sport like soccer, I'd probably prefer a sing, like a single, single leg. leg over because body typing. The more mass you have the more wobble it's going to impact you in a negative yeah within it because um, it's a long game so we have that transient speed which yep. is essentially agility type of stuff can you cut and get accelerate over and over Rapidly. again and do it for a quick burst and then max velocity which is just like how fast are you like so a 60 yarder for baseball right yep. like let's see what your top end is you know what i wanted to say this quick what you just did like breaking down all that stuff uh-huh with the tests and going through all those tests made me think about that i think i sent it to you where it was like the science-based terms uh-huh i think that would be a good podcast of like what are the gs terms oh the the biomechanical yeah and then yeah. what are the biomechanical terms i put that in my little gs marketing note yeah and one. it's like okay this is like <laughs> how you think about it and like educating people on it and then using our terms like look this is what we're doing in practice based off of these terms so that you can learn essentially like the verbiage the right can, verbiage can i unsolicited shout out an author yeah what's his name dan cleather i think yeah yeah the the force guy yeah the the anarchist uh biomechanist or yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah. self yeah. thing has two books that are pretty 
technical. Yeah. But the most simplistic way to say something technical and like right. Um, if anyone's interested, who's yeah. listening, like just throwing that out. And I only know about it because Dane told me about it. <laughs> so I only know about it because two other strength coaches told me about it at Marquette. I was at okay. Marquette uh, in their basketball weight room, and uh, I was talking to the one guy, and he he was just discussing how we deal with explosiveness with the weightlifters in the uh, football and and uh, not basketball, but uh, throwers, football players, and weightlifters, and they don't have football there, but they have they're a really good basketball team. And so he was like, "Isn't Dwayne Wade Marquette grad? He might be. I don't. I, he I might be. Yes. But he was like, Her "Yo, alumni. Yeah. He's like, "What do you, what do you think about some of this stuff?" And I, I, I told him I liked it, and he's like, "Yo, you gotta check out this book." And he yeah. was the first guy that, oh, cool. put me onto him. All right, we're gonna look at um, some testing protocols for professional athletes, uh, people coming into their leagues, and what they do to like say like, "Hey." you're capable or not capable and uh first one we're going to look at here is the nhl combine one and here at garage strength we always preach the importance of nutrition and a healthy diet to create a strong fueled athlete that's why we're happy to work with today's sponsor range meal bars range meal bars can act as meal replacements if you're on the go or packing up for long hikes in the woods each range bar is barely bigger than a deck of cards but packs 700 calories each oh my goodness that's a lot of calories like you could go trekking for minutes and a, not just a minutes, long like trek hours that could even get you through the desert <laughs> yes probably <laughs> range bars use all natural high quality ingredients like honey molasses nut butters and chia not brown rice syrup and soy protein isolate like many of the other bars available and are certified gluten free being perfectly honest, we've been trying these for a few weeks now, and our employees love them and are smashing them so much so that some of the employees eat them all when I come home and I can't try them. <laughs> That's accurate. We finished our first two boxes in a week. I didn't have any of them until the next round came in, and we had to keep them away hidden in our closet for podcasting. Literally, Range Meal Bars is offering a killer 20% off deal for listeners of the Garage Strength Podcast. Just apply the discount code Garage Strength. That's a capital G and a capital S there at checkout. Thanks, Range, for sponsoring our podcast. Now, let's get back to the episode. First thing they have here is a functional movement screen. So it's essentially mobility type of stuff, right? right. Yeah. Um, this is like mobility doc. I swear yeah, John put me through this, or Chloe did. Yeah, he uses a form <laughs> yeah. of this test. The, I so I look at this stuff, and the one with like the snatch, I'm just like, that's a joke. Yeah. Also, I'm but, looking at like that guy's shoulders look weird. It's a really narrow grip. Yeah. Well, maybe they put you in the clean. The only one of all these I struggle with is the behind the back stuff, and it's what's crushing me in yoga right now. Yeah. They have these movements where you have to put your hands behind your back, and they're like, put your hands in prayer behind your back like yeah. this. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't do it. Why can't I do it? <laughs> and I can kind of do it, so I'm like doing the scale for it, but it's something in my rear delt. And when I try to push the movement through, my lats into my like obliques, light up they cramp it all my abs will cramp yeah, sometimes like spasm a little yeah and I, i'm i want to get like a essentially a medieval torture device to, to force, force my it. body to go into it so it can just figure out how to do it because i know i have the range of 
motion because I've had Julie. I'm like, here, push my arms as far as they'll go, and I can get into the position. And just, I'm just holding it though. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know why I can't do it, and it bugs me. So anyway. So it looks like this. So the FMS test is out of twenty-one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the high scores. And these guys are scoring. Fifteen's like what you need, right? I think so. These guys are scoring. Looks like up to seventeen, which isn't terrible. As the highest. But you, and <coughs> I mean, that's, that's usually pretty, a, that's a predictor of like injury, like if you're gonna get injured or something. Like you. I'm looking at this. And I'm thinking with a hockey. I mean, so this is the NHL stuff. Yeah. I could see the hockey players. Being really mobile on one side, I would think more mobile on their anterior sequence than in their posterior chain. Yeah, I w- I pictured them being very mobile in their hips. Yeah, and their knees actually being able to get in weird n- position. Yeah, yeah, just because of that kind of. I remember being at uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms game. Yeah, and they were warming up before the game when we were in like the. The Down. suite, yeah, 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 the like corporate one, and I noted how many of them they were like kicking a soccer ball to warm up, yeah, like yeah. just playing like taps, almost like don't let it touch the ground. There was a lot of tall individuals, a lot of kind of bow legged too looking, yeah. and I like it, it just stuck out to me. And it, it, I don't know, I guess if you're constantly pushing like that, who knows? Yeah, you might adapt that way. Um, what's next? Grip, Grip strength. strength. Dynamometer. So they just grab a dyno- dynamometer and measure that. Rip it with the left and the right. I don't know what's a good score, but I have no idea. One eighty two is the highest. It's one eighty two, one eighty, and then it drops to like one sixty, one sixty three, and then a few one fifties. So there's like a thirty two point like score difference between one and two in the. Left I would hand. like to see the if the guys that are defensemen have a higher grip than the. Offensive uh, individuals. We'd have to look up this uh, Mateo man. Yeah, he's got a huge one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then right hand, too. That's pretty sick that it's, like, so close in each. You must use uh, those, those gripper things or yeah, the rice bucket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else do they have here? Aerobic, Aerobic fitness. So they test the VO2 max, <sighs> which is interesting, but probably a pretty good test. But that's also just absolutely horrible test from my understanding and oh, this you, is essentially how well your body's use, using oxygen you make me scared dane you know i'm going to do uh my christmas present is to go do a oh, vo2 no, yeah. max test where are you going uh, i'm going somewhere down in like uh concha hawken area maniac so I around think, there i think you've got to get your heart rate up to like 180 or 190 uh, i'll be able to do that i'll be interested to see what i don't know i don't think i'm going to do that well because I only do cardio twice a week anymore. And I used to be able to do like row repeats around like a 142 with a minute rest, like 500 meters rest a minute go. Rest. Yeah, yeah. And like I could do it like eight to 10 times. And like I can hold, I could hold within 0.2, like give or take. Like I just knew how to do it that way. And Saturday I did two minute repeats, but I switched machines. Okay. And I held the 141, but I think I overdid it on the bike because I held a f- over 400 watts, which I don't like. I don't know the bike yet. I don't know if that's good. Right, right. But like that's essentially like I was uh, I was getting around like 440, 452. It was like four and a half times like more. You plus. Feel it? Oh, I was <coughs> I was keened over, and when I finished the eighth round, I did eight rounds of this. 
I plopped. I like yeah, one yeah. on my back and yeah. I'm just and it, Yeah, but that should be that would be helping your VO2 max. I know, but I don't know how like you just got to I, I, I don't be, know what that means. I'll be interested I'll be. to see how you compare to like normal people. Oh, I'm going to crush them. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my resting metabolic rate too okay. so i'll be like now i know what i can eat and not if yeah, i want to yeah. lose or gain weight yeah and then the next day i'm going to a place in allentown and i'm getting a deca screen so i can okay th that's what i wanted yeah. for, that's what i got for christmas i've wanted to do one of these for like a, a youtube video well like, i can give you insight yeah and get, you can go do and it we could do it and then follow up like okay for 12 weeks this is what i'm going to try to do yeah no I think this is a good test, though. I think this is fine. I don't know the difference between test duration because look how long this guy did it, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean... See, and then look at the VO2 max. Like, where is he? He's not there. So uh, so maybe he just can't... I mean, my understanding of that would be he can't push at a high pace. He can push long, but not at so a So he doesn't have the high. power then? I, I think. I don't know for yeah, sure. I, I don't know how it works yet because now I'm looking at this. I'm like, all right. This is how do I say it? NHL pro, right? Yeah. Longest in the NHL. Like I'm not an NHL pro. No. Like so, what? Uh, I'm gonna suffer at most. It looks like 13 minutes if I'm even <laughs> close to like this. Close to 14. Like. And yeah, I have no idea what it's gonna be. Yeah. I always joke though too. I was put at a disadvantage because I grew when I was younger. My grandmother had a stroke, so my parents would go like take care of her help with her on the weekends yeah. like friday through sunday but she was a smoker and this is before people went outside and smoked so i'd spend like basically what 30 percent, 40 percent of my week in a house with uh, cigarette smoke constantly did your dad smoke when i he quit when i was like two okay. so like but he always smoked outside though right right but he has lungs like a freaking like i mean it's unreal what type of lungs the guy yeah. had like I don't know how he does it, but anyway. Oh, height and wingspan. wingspan. That doesn't. That's, that's just. Yeah, that's just what it is. Body comp. That's normal. Yeah. Standing long jump. Percentage of body fat. How do you go at six point six percent? I don't know if that's. I don't think that that's a six point six percent body oh, okay. fat. I think it's something slightly different. All right. Re let's ready for Dane to react. We're at the standing long jump. He's gonna like probably chuckle at how. What's that in? Inches. inches. So 118. That's not even 10 feet. Well, 10 feet's pretty far. But it's not even 10 feet. Come on. The best in the NFL is like around 12, isn't yeah. it? Like so it's this, so is, this is 9.10 or 9.9. Yeah. 111. Let's see what 111 is because to me. That'd be just shy of nine, just yeah, over nine feet, yeah, right? Like, like nine, nine feet, two inches. Yeah. Which is. I mean, to be fair, like it's good for a high school. Kid. High school football players should be around nine feet if you're a skilled position. Yeah, nine feet plus. And you want to go play college ball? The only thing I'd say here is you could make the argument that there's minimal jumping in on ice. Yeah, you know, like, but it it will show power output. I just see this as like the slap shot. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that. Um, what's next? Jump force plate. Force plates. Acupower, so vertical jump, horrible. That that can't be right. Like I, I that's what I'm saying. That's, oh wait, okay. So there's three jumps: one with arm swing, one without arm swing, 
and then one with a excuse me one with a squat, squat and jump hands on hips i just don't believe that they they could with be their that arms bad. it's only 25.49 i think i could go down and do that right with, now without even warming up yeah who's training these people i don't know not you <laughs> well it's like dude <laughs> if cuz they, they a, would definitely be able to jump especially that elite athlete like we've seen people on the ice they can move they have the like yeah, yeah. There, there's no way they can't jump higher than that i i the highest score says 25.49 that's, that's legitimately horrific and then with no arms it says 20.53 and then squat and jump is tw- I, I don't 20.2 I, I need to see these like i yeah. need to see them then they test the bench oh geez what's this is this a they, rep they do a uh, power watts at 50 percent of, of their body, body weight. I don't know how they calculate that. That it has to be how fast it goes, right? Yeah. Pause between each rep. How many reps do they do? Three. So it's essentially like you're unbroken. Would you love to test this with like Sam? Oh my goodness. Sam do- doing that dude, would be crazy. Sam doing 140 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey Sam, we're gonna put so the we're blues gonna test on? your power output by watts per kilogram with 65 kilos yeah and you're just going to absolutely slaughter this man pro agility 5105 that's not bad some of those yeah okay. 404 is fast yeah that's solid some people can run and i actually think that's fours, a, though too right yeah yeah but that's fast so that's left Even side four two eight is pretty fast that's a that's a very good test i would say for for hockey yeah well, you have so much like side to side. Like, yeah, that's probably the best movement. one. And then you go pull ups. What do they do? Max reps. Pull ups consecutive max. Yeah, wait, number. look so at that number. Break. Dude, I'm fat and I can, I can, I, I guess here's my thing. Like, these guys are phenomenal athletes. Do they make like, them dead hangs too? I don't know. Cause that makes a difference. Like, it, then they're doing the Wingate test, I see. But like, the pull up strength should, should help determine how hard their shots are yeah the wingate test along with vo2 what is the wingate test i see him on a bike here. yeah it's like you go as hard as possible then you break and you do that again then you break how long do you go and how long is the break so it says the athlete warms up by pedaling at low resistance for two minutes when given the start command the the player will perform the following intervals while seated but it doesn't say the intervals no well maybe it does below no Uh trying to think so that's usually in my mind that's a test that they they pair usually with the vo2 max so you can see like what's their endurance like in a game you can see what's their power output with the with the jumps you can see what's their upper body strength and speed with pull-ups and and bench press you can see their mobility like it's not a bad test but what are their standards who's holding them to these standards and are they getting pushed like I don't know. I think the hard part too is that a sport like hockey, there's so much skill involved because you're on ice and you're doing, uh, you're you're in a stick sport on ice and that's very very challenging. Yeah, but there's a whole set of skill sets that these dudes are also freak athletes, and I honestly I think some of these results are are like incomprehensible to me. Like I can't believe how bad those vertical jumps yeah. are. Like inexcusable, inexcusable. So like. These dudes are probably paying big money to somebody to get them to jump a vertical jump of 25 and a half inches. Really? 
<laughs> and you're getting tested on it. Like you're not prioritizing that at yeah. all in your training. Dude, we have 285 pound dudes. How that much can does jump. it matter though too? Like, does it put your stock up? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like we're gonna look at the football one now, NFL, where a good combine can lift okay, your stock so here's, up. Here's and maybe this is me being a stupid American. I've always thought this. Let's look at historically speaking. I take somebody like Sean Taylor, one of the freakiest athletes of all time for yeah. football, NFL safety, like changed the way he safety. A, he was a him, big Ed guy Reed, too. Yeah, Brian Rock, Brian Dawkins. Those did they all three. play at Miami? Yeah. Yeah, they did. play at Miami, too? Wait, where did... I know Ed Reed did. I know Taylor did. I don't know about Dawkins. The one followed the other. Yeah, I I don't know about Dawkins. I'm not an Eagles fan. But but let's say those those athletes, okay? Tell me, if I was a hockey player and I moved like Sean Taylor or I moved like, (laughs) uh, like Ed Reed back in the day, I mean, there's... You could name everybody, Ed Reed right? Played for a long time too. You're telling me you wouldn't want an ice hockey player to move like Ed Reed? Yeah. He you're used telling to me kicks too, didn't he? You, well, and you're telling, yeah, he did. You're telling me that like, if you were a soccer coach, you wouldn't want them to look like these guys? Come on, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't you see an NFL running back? I was okay. Look at James Cook. Okay, he's a smaller, so he's a running back for the Bills. Smaller size, not huge. Dude's fast. Dude has endurance. Dude's strong. Tell me a good reason. I want somebody to comment on this. Why soccer coaches and why hockey coaches wouldn't want their athletes to resemble James Cook. I just want to know. I have to see him run a 10K now. That's about it. That's all I have to do. What? And then I'll let it go. But they're not. Okay, my argument would be they're not going to run a 10K all at once. Okay. And also hockey, there's no they they take a much longer break. Hockey is much more like football, yeah, with pacing. Hockey, I remember watching. It's like two three minutes. Next line comes yeah, in, yeah, and it's like you better go for your two or three minutes. You better go hard. And yeah. so like that Wingate test seemed like very Good. appropriate for right. them. It's like essentially like, hey, you get a one to one work rest, make it happen. Yeah, like. You know, it's not like you're going out for a hike and you need a range bar or something like that. To Dude, snack these range on. bars, Lincoln's been having them at night. And he's like, Dad, they have 700 calories. It's like I I, I don't need to eat any. So he'll lift. He'll throw. He'll throw lift, and then he has a range bar, and then he goes to swimming practice where he swims for an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, wow. That's probably, like, perfect. He probably, like, gets what he just, like, used, Yeah, has enough carryover to swim, and then so, it's like, oh, now uh, I can eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Let's let's go through this. So, right. you're looking at the 40, 426. These guys are all that's, just going to be burners. That's fast. What's the slowest of the fast guys? How many? I mean, all these guys, too. Like how many quarter, are there? Like some of these corners, 445. Oh four, 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 Bijan Robinson's like 230, and he's running a 446. Joey Porter Jr., one of the best corners, a 446. Like, dude, all of these guys, again, I just, I know it's me. I, I, if I have a linebacker that's 235 pounds and he can run a four five, and he can play football, I'm seeing where the like difference is, like where it tilts. It's the four three where it tilts. Yeah, where Once, you go, you go out of like the the D back into more linebacker and, and running. Yeah, back. and wide receiver, obviously. Four four. Once you get around the four five, you see a lot. Like four fives 
feels like reasonable. That's NFL top, speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, here's my argument: Why wouldn't they want that in the NHL? Or if you, dude, if you told me that you'd have wide receiver safety style bodies playing English Premier League soccer, sorry, football, you're telling me that that would be bad for the sport. Dude, now I think some of the guys actually, I'm saying this, some of the dudes in English Premier League now are much more fit than they were 20 years ago. Oh, why does it fall off there? Where does that fall? I think they're becoming now tight ends, 4-7. 4-7 just tanks to the 4-8. D tackles. These guys are 300 pounds running 4-8s. Yeah. See if we can get to the, the broad jump because that's where you're going to start to see the comparison. I want to see who, who is the slowest. A guard. Can't be a guard and be the slowest, <laughs> but he's probably huge. You gotta, you gotta pull though. Where else do we got? All right, this is just the forty. Who cares about the forty? That's no fun. Which one do you want to look at? <coughs> I want to look at the broad jump. <clears throat> the broad jump and the shuttle would be the interesting ones, because I think if you're looking at the broad jump, eleven six. See, that's why I was saying. So go down. I want to go down to like the linebackers because you're looking at okay. Corners 10, 11. An edge rusher, that's linebacker. Yeah, 11 feet. 11, uh. You know, you're looking at guys that are at another edge from Tennessee. You're just, now you're starting to see, like, dude, these guys are all going 10 feet plus. How far was all Jake's broad jump? He had a real far one. Like 10, 9. Okay. Sam tested yesterday, but I left, so I don't, I didn't see what he did yet. Joey Porter again. You know, you're seeing like the, these guys, like, a, okay, tight end out of Old Dominion. That's like a, a mid-major D1, 10-8. Dude's probably 250. Another tight end. Now, uh, this dude from Michigan was good. 10-7. I, I, I know I sound like... I just think some of these guys, like this body type, because football is a freaking skilled sport, too. They've got a lot of skill, a lot of... Dude, a lot of stuff. Brenton Strange, he's huge. He's really thick. 10-4. He's like, dude, he's like 265. He's jumping 10-4. There's a linebacker. That's further than anybody. Ten. Will Levis is a QB jumping 10-4. That's further than any of the guys in the NHL. Yeah. So why are the NHL guys not pushing to get more in, into this body type? Let's see who's the worst. Look, that was top 10. You got centers going 9-2 that weigh 330. That was top 10 in, <laughs> in the NHL. Co that dude, Cody Malk. Uh, he, he jumped nine feet. Okay, Cody Malk went to North Dakota State, nine feet, and he's like six seven, three hundred and forty pounds, and he's jumping Jeez. nine feet. Go to uh, go to the uh, oh the Alex, you got to work on your broad jump. Mustafer's big. He's huge. He's like three thirty. Actually, I'm pretty sure if I remember, he got cut too by the Broncos. Um, which one do you want now? Oh, vertical, vertical. Oh no, shuttle. Let's go shuttle. Cuz they were running like a 404. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so that's that's solid. That's that's where I think that, that that's I'm proud that I said that that's probably the best Yeah, and test you for can them. see it now too yeah. because there's essentially like the top one's faster. Yeah. Dude, Nick's got a sick. He's got like a 405 40 or a shuttle. Nick does. That's really fast. Now these guys, these guys I'd say this is Look really at that. good. That's a tight end. And this is where I would say that the 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 hockey guys it makes sense because of how much they're doing lateral work, so that's a really good test for them. Clearly, 
I can't believe there's two tight ends. What about uh? What about now the vertical? Uh, go. Up. <laughs> That's high. 43, 41, four. Look at how many 40s there are. Dude, Yo. another that tight end's a savage, dude. Yeah. 40, 39. And, like, in all reality, I've always felt. They don't do this on a mat, though. They do it. I can't remember. I was trying to think if it was mat or if it was a touch. I I, and it, it, dude, honestly, it might even be they, they measure both. It could be. Yeah. That's. I've always felt that if you're jumping over 33, you're really good. Yeah, 34. Look at these guys. Tight ends again. <laughs> o tackle. tackle, D tackle. Yeah, so I think like the Let's, my big argument when using these tests, for, you know, and so what we were talking about earlier in the beginning is like looking at this. Okay, so we've got <laughs> something had to have happened here. Like there's no way these guys were jumping 20, 24 inches. No way. I do not believe that did possible. not have a good combine. It, I something was up. They were hurt or something. I think that when you're when you're looking at tests, then and obviously this is cream of the crop. These are the these best. are all linemen too. These are three hundred pound plus guys jumping this high too. These are the best guys in the world, essentially that play their sport. If you can use that as like the pinnacle, and then step your stuff down to D one to one double A to D two to D three to you know, all state high school to starting varsity. Now you have those benchmarks established and you can look at these. Wow. 38 reps. That's not that good. That was the best that year. I think the record's 50 or 49. It's with two and a quarter, right? DK did a pro day at Villanova and he did, he did 47, but he only ran like a five two forty. But he's a D-tackle. What did yeah, they want him to run? Like five? Five flat. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I think this is – it's interesting, but you, you you can dial in each sport and essentially say, like, all right, what are we trying to look at? And they do they do show splits there on the 40, which is good because you can, you can make those comparisons and then break that down and – Where you're good and where you're bad. Yeah. I'm going to um, shift gears – we got a, we the freak of the week. We got a freak of the week coming in. All right, I gotta make it full screen. Oh, let's go! I believe this is a solidarity. Too. Oh, with the treadmill on the back too. Is that a is that a self powered treadmill? He's Dude, got, he's got a gym. Look at that. It's pretty nice. Hold on, let me see. I gotta read the notes I got here with it. Solidarity. Let me know how you like those boxes. Um, this felt good for it being. My first day, I'm not going to say what the movement is till we show the video. Mostly proud of the mobility at age 35 while barefoot. Oh, nice. So let's just remember, this is a master's athlete. Yep. Barefoot. First day. Yeah, first day. So let's see what happens. Oh, I see what he's doing. Uh -oh. oh. There we go. Zombie squat. I'd go a hair wider with your feet, Andrew. Just a little bit. Just a little. It's like, super fast, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's quick. That's good. That's really good. Zombie squats are my favorite. That's good mobility. That's again. good trunk control. Good speed out of the bottom. I would move your feet like this much further out on each foot. Not much, but just half inch each side. 
Good He's posture. Super vertical too. Yeah. Keeping those arms. Your quads look bigger than compared to the last time I remember. Quads are getting swole from the zombies. And he plays ultimate frisbee, right? Is yeah, what he does re recreationally. Or does that's good. Yeah, that is crazy mobility. Knees tracking over. Good. Well done, sir. Freak of the week. That's good. Freak of the week is Andrew with the big zombies. I got to Well, that's gonna stay full screen for now because we don't need it anymore. We're done with it. All right, let's go. Um. You want to keep talking about this? Like, how? just briefly, how do you juncture it out? So off-season, in-season, with, like, the test. Like, you test at the beginning? like Test at the beginning. Test every 12 to 16 weeks. And ideally, you would have at least three tests before you're in-season. I yeah. think for football, it would be like you test, uh, you know, January. You test again around April or May when they would have a combine. And then you would try to test again, like, late June, early July. Then they go in season and, and you're good. And you yeah. know the baseline of where they're at. And then you have like these consistent measurements. If you're a well-funded D1 program, you're going to be able to use things like the catapult and, and the VBT stuff that you spend way too much money having uh, <laughs> to be able to monitor where they're at as far as their output. Yeah. Do you, um, what type of fall off do you feel you'll see, say, from, all right, test in May? test in july like right before camp whenever that is depending on age yeah what type of fall-off are you going to see then when they retest again come january to like establish the new baseline i i or think do you at times see certain things even spike some somehow the, some of the more explosive stuff i don't think it'll fall off as much the absolute strength will drop off like 15 to 20 percent okay um just so people like if athletes they're not doing bodybuilding stuff, if they do more bodybuilding stuff, it doesn't drop off as much. Yeah, athletes and like athletes are aware, coaches are aware. Like, hey, like you didn't mess up here. Yeah, per se, like it's if, okay. Like, hey, you had them lifting in season, and they are come back and they test now here, and they're around here. Hey, you're okay. Right, you, you did what you needed to do. Yes, absolutely. from a maintenance standpoint. All right, um, here we go. Overrated, underrated. Oh, let's go. Vertical jump. <laughs> it's funny because I often do think it's underrated or overrated. I often think it's overrated, but I think it's overrated if you're not placing weight on things like back squat and single leg squat. If you're placing weight on other movements, I believe it's a really, really good indicator. Like if you're trying to push somebody's vertical and you're trying to push their squats and you're trying to push like, a depth drop into a bound. I think it's freaking phenomenal. But if oftentimes you'll see like the people just focus on this and, and I think that that can pull away from the actual exercise. So I have a question. Maybe because explosive fast people that are weak get hurt really quickly. Maybe a theory too. your athlete reactive curve analysis. Yep. I would say some social athletes, will demonstrate the strength better in the vertical. Yeah, because they're trying to impress people. Because it's not as intimidating yeah, and as mentally yep. like yeah. a back squat. Like you, you Cyro doing 40, 40 inches, 40.6. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <coughs> and I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. It's just maybe they'll, they'll end up demonstrating their strength better. 
relative to like getting under a bar that's heavy that's yeah. gonna crush their soul. Like you know what it's like. Yeah. You don't squat anymore. You quit. <laughs> Dude, when I, I squatted one sixty yesterday and my hamstrings are fried. Yo. Fried. I, I'm gonna lift after this. And I I don't know yet. I did one forty three week one, one fifty week two. I think I'm gonna try one sixty for a mile rep set today. I wouldn't even come close. I think if I can get through the 11, the doubles are like a wash for me. For me, there's no prayer. Oh, my goodness. No prayer. I'm going to like come up and like knock on your door and be like. While you're doing it. Yeah. All right. Overrated, underrated. Max rep bench press. At what percentage? Um, Let's go with the hockey one. Half body weight. even, Even though they did three. That's stupid. What about that's so stupid. all right? Let's go with the how do I say it? The what? What? Here's my thing with the hockey thing. You're like one of the fastest sports against dudes that are like two thirty. <laughs> what is a hundred and fifty pounds? I mean, what's a hundred pounds of speed gonna show anybody? If you've got a guy coming at you full steam and you're yeah. trying to like check him a little bit. Broad Street That's a bullies stupid, running this rap. It's a stupid test. It's like, dude, I want somebody who's got a little more girth in their pecs and can freaking lay the wood a little. Pecs so large that it looks like they don't have delts anymore, <laughs> yeah, right, Dane? Shut up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I think in, in this Dane case. Dane was benching like 150 today, and I said, you don't have delts anymore. And they're like disappearing <laughs> in your old chest. I would say in this case, it's stupid. Right. I, I think the 225 test is stupid. I like it, but it's stupid. Um, <laughs> I would say I don't understand why in the NFL they don't say that there's like specific position tests for the weight. Like, why do you have Randy Moss benching two twenty five, and then you've got you know let's just say it's back in the day Vince Wilfork who's three fifty benching two twenty five. Yeah. Come on, like that makes no sense. And they could easily figure out the ratios. Like, wide receivers could be two oh five. You know, maybe running backs, it's 225 or 250. Offensive linemen, it probably should be 300, 315. Yeah. And I think that would be a more reasonable. Three plates. Yeah. I feel like something like that, too. Like, how I think it would be cool to see how long can you do an on the minute. Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. It's how, like, every, and how fast can you hit the can doubles? Can you hit a triple? Yeah. Double or triple for, for 15 minutes at 315. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's how long a quarter is, yeah. right? Yep. Or even I would even take what's a long twelve times yeah. for like a long drive. Right. Like yeah. something like That's that. That's reasonable. I think that would be cool. Like, hey, NFL. Yeah, they could do that. Listen to the podcast. Update your testing <laughs> protocol. <laughs> and it would still be a cool bench protocol. Yeah. That's the thing. Like people are oh bench is so stupid. But like people like that test because it's bench and it's easy to relate to, but we just made it way cooler. Yeah. And especially like you put like a velocity thing on it yeah. too, and you could see the decor that comes yeah. as the fatigue adds up yep. like to me as a coach that would be more benefit yo this guy doesn't get tired 12 minutes in like he's yeah. moving just as fast yeah yeah we're so and so slowing down he's like, gassing hard all right yeah i get it the guy doing 50 reps like has some dig in him yeah like, yeah but like modern nfl like you literally have two starting running backs every right. like you have two people for every position and you plug it plug and play based off like down and distance like it's all analytics so step right. up your analytics in the way you measure too yeah sorry they probably do do it i'm just yeah but this that bench protocol would be sick yeah all right overrated underrated 40 yard dash i would have said it's overrated but now i think it's i think it's rated accordingly because now they have the splits 
And like for a while, I want to say up until like 15 years ago, they didn't have accurate splits. And now it's like they've got a clear understanding of what's what's the 10, what's the 20, what's the 30, what's the 40. So they can see a wide receiver versus the D lineman. It's like the D lineman better be lighting up through 20. And then they, if they gas a little, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But their, their, their front end is heavy. So it's like I, I think now with the splits factored in there and, and actually monitored, I think that it's, it's a good test. All right. Audience questions. It's from the Discord. So I don't know. You should join our Discord. Join that Discord. Make sure you're following our YouTube lives and you're also engaging on all social media accounts. Yeah. I'm on the Discord, Ernest Knuckle. There we go. Yeah, I'm in there. I usually like to comment on the podcast. I read everything. I lurk uh, everywhere, though. I go and read every single thread and just don't comment <laughs> too often. I'll tell Dane a story about that then. Um, so this is Kamimi. Do you have any thoughts on triphasic training? Do you implement this philosophy into your programming? I have no thoughts and I don't implement it. Yeah. Garage strength, performance design, and parabolic periodization is there what is go. used here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any other questions? Yeah. This is for uh, Discord as well, Rugby for Life. What do you think of Dan John and Pavel's book, Easy Strength, and could it be implemented in my training? I'd have to read it. Dan John was a former discus thrower. I I haven't read that. I don't know what it I don't know much about it. I'm I'm I I, I got to admit like lately the last like 8 months I haven't been reading as much other people's work outside of like papers. You've been doing a lot stuff. of business reading. Yeah, too. and it's like it's like research and business work and and honing in on what we do. And I think that's one thing that I had, I would get lost in the sauce of reading all these other people's stuff yeah. and how do I implement it instead of being like, let's make our system better. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that would be my, I have a thought on that that I can share yeah. with you too about ideas around that. There's a quote I read in uh, my magazines that I get here. My, yeah, yeah. there was a one article. It was actually on conspiracy theories, like the article, what it was like, like looking at it. And talking about like certain things and how they, I need to get the quote and have you read it and then talk to you about it. I think think through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say I read a Dan John like book once because someone said do it. He was, I remember I was against certain things because he was anti-ballistic movements for like aging people. So like basically technical coordination movements as we call it, Olympic weightlifting stuff. So I was just like, and I was a master's athlete doing it and I, I guess it depends on your audience. Like an athlete, I feel like, and who's mobile will enjoy those movements more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But that's um, so. I was a little like not in agreement. Like it's just personal philosophy there. But he was also big on kettlebells. Yeah, and he loves if kettlebells. If it's with Pavel, I'm assuming too, that's what yeah. That there's is. stuff with that, and yeah, I, I think it's good. I don't. I say I like kettlebells as an accessory movement for one strength lift and one strength lift only. And that is deadlifting. Oh yeah. Other than that, like, I think it's a in cardio grip work. Yeah. Thing like yeah. that's personal opinion though. Yeah, I agree with that. Probably. And even the way For they the compete part. with kettlebells, yeah. it's all endurance, right? How same. many reps can you do? It's the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that that's a wrap. That's testing. All right, head over to GarageStrength.com if you guys want to pick up our GarageStrength program design. But most importantly, head over to PeakStrength.app, the Google Play Store, the Apple iOS Store. Until next time, peace.